What's happening, Wannabe Nation? Now, if you're listening for the first time and wondering, what the heck is a wannabe? Well, here it is. It's you. It's me. And we all share a common space. You know that space between who you are and who you want to be? Well, that's the wannabe space. And it's within that space that we talk about all things life, love, people, hard topics, deep topics, funny topics, and most importantly, Jesus. Because who doesn't want to be more like Jesus? And as you will find, it really just takes a little bit of curiosity and time to get started. So, whether you're driving in your car, walking the dog, or sitting down on the couch with your favorite cup of coffee, know this. We truly believe it's no accident that you're here. And if you like where the conversation goes, we'd love it if you did two things. Subscribe and share. Subscribe so that you get the latest episodes available with a simple click, and then share. Share it with someone you know who would love to be a part of Wannabe Nation. A space where you can simply sit and chat about what it means to finally be who you were created to be. So welcome, friend. We're so glad you're joining us today. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Escort. Sarah. Yeah. We have we have felt like nomads roaming, roaming the wilderness <laughs> these last couple of months. It's why the podcasts have been so sporadic. Chairs in a corner. Chairs in a corner. Sometimes in a makeshift table that wasn't even a table. Microphones propped up on random boxes. Wires being wrapped around our feet. And here we sit today. I know. In posh chairs. <laughs> Once again. Teal. Very teal. Very peacock teal chairs. I feel like this is actually a a coffee conversation again, like it started out so I long know. ago. Oh, excited. Great. Yeah, I'm super excited for our creative team to have a s- studio and it's in the final stages of, you know, being put together and equipped and all of that kind of thing. And so. we get to reap the benefits of I it know, just we- <laughs> with these microphones that are just, yeah. 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 I wish we could take a picture of it and, and show all our. Or, you know, I feel like listeners. that's like next level podcasting, right? Is when you also record it for your YouTube channel. Oh, wow. You know? We do so, not need a you. Could you imagine if we had a YouTube no. channel? I'd have to think totally differently about, you know. What you wear. Yeah. <laughs> your reactions to things and how it's going to be portrayed on camera. You know, <laughs> I feel like guys can do whatever they want, wear whatever they want. And girls are just, we're held to a different standard. Oh, talk more about that. And it might just be me projecting on that on myself because I also like, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to draw undue attention to myself. I'd rather just blend in. Uh-huh. So if like makeup is appropriate for a situation, I will put the makeup on so that nobody thinks, huh, she's not wearing makeup. <laughs> you know really? I mean? Yeah. I don't think that. I know. I know. It, you're a man. It's Okay. It's just a different way that our culture has developed. Although, so it's, uh, I'm thinking about like when you're in, so when you're in amongst a bunch of dudes, mm-hmm. there is a certain, there is a certain posture that, you know, like a sense of posture and bravado. Oh yeah. You know? Everybody puffs out their chest yeah, and, all and all their that voices kind of stuff. get a little deeper. So <laughs> this is really funny. Ready? So I'm, I'm. I dropped hey, the girls off. Okay. I I'm going gr- to interrupt you okay. in a minute. Nope. Go ahead. Okay. I'm sorry. So I dropped the girls off and I'm, and I'm uh, f- behind a parent who I know who it is. He drops his kids off to who uh, they play Maya and her play basketball together and big truck, big dude, all the things. And here I am driving behind in my little Honda CRV. And I'm sipping on my my shake, and I'm thinking to myself, I, "This is how this is what happens." I play the scenario out. He pulls over, gets me out of the car. And he's like, 
Oh, what are you doing? You're drinking your little shake. This is literally the scenario that I'm like out of my head. And in my response, I'm just like, <laughs> in, in my head, I'm just like, so does it make you feel like bigger about yourself to like poke fun at the fact that I'm drinking a healthy shake? Like, are you, so then, you know, there's a dialogue that goes back and forth in my head and I'm just like, da, 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 and da, 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 da. <laughs> and then and I'm at the end, at the end, I find myself saying in my head, in this make-believe conversation of just like, so do you feel better about yourself now? Mm -hmm. Because I get the sense that you might be a little bit more insecure than I am about my manness kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> that happened this morning, all in my head. That's so funny. Uh, speaking of peacocks. Oh. Right? Oh. So there's oh. this, you know, phenomenon in the animal kingdom. It's more common for the the like male to be the colorful and yes. the putting on the display. Yeah. But it's all about what you're talking about. It's, it's all, all about the like, look at me, ladies. It's all about a show. Look at these feathers. It's so hilarious. You know you want a piece of this. <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically what you guys are doing. In my, that's exactly and it. And we're just like. Yep. Okay. Yep, okay. <laughs> Good to see. Good to see. But that's funny, and I think that transitions to what we want to talk about. Oh, see what I did. This there? like male posturing thing. This bravado, puff out the chest. Yep. Look at me, how tough. Yep. And I'm strong. Yeah. Uh -huh. So it does that leave room for men to show weakness? And obviously, we're speaking from our perspective, 21st century. Right. American Western culture. Right. Like there have been times and places where that's different. Correct. But today. Yep. Like, do you feel pressure as a man? And it might be different from you now with Jesus, but let's go BC before, before, Christ. before Jesus as before a man. Christ. Yeah. Did you feel like I have to maintain this strong? Oh, 100% persona in yeah. all ways. Yeah. And it's not just like physical strength. It's like emotional, mental yeah. toughness, all the things. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like even as early as grade school, basketball for crying out loud. Like it was just like, you know, I got, we would literally sit there and take charges. You know, you'd sit there in the paint and you'd, mm -hmm. and you'd, and you'd get run over. You know you would get run over, but you could not show the fact that you just bruised the heck out of your tailbone that you could barely walk because of the amount of pain. Sure. All the things. Huh. That's funny because in my sports experience, the girls were way tougher about getting hurt than the guys. But well, that's true too. That's a different conversation. Yeah. So yeah, that, that, yes. Yeah. The idea of uh, showing, showing emotion, showing vulnerability, um, not sitting there and, you know, putting on the mask. That's what I, what I called it, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, or what I call it kind of thing. Cause I've had a couple of conversations about that, that I've done. Um, yeah. is, is there like a, is it a conscious understanding that like, I am sad, I must not show sadness or is it so culturally ingrained that it's an unconscious putting on of a mask? Like you don't even know how sad you are. You don't even know how hurt you are. You don't even, you just unconsciously put the mask on. That's probably a spectrum kind of thing. Okay. Like there's some that probably are just unconsciously just doing it because it's just so ingrained. And there's others who probably know and recognize. Mm -hmm. I got to imagine. And like, so I'm one that knows and recognizes um, 
I'm even thinking BC, like I knew and recognized that, you know, there was sadness, so there was mm-hmm. pain and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I, I okay. got to imagine that's a spectrum kind of answer. Okay. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then as Christian men, mm-hmm. and obviously we'll talk about women today too, but as Christian men, then not wanting to just do manhood, like the culture expects Oh gosh, manhood no. If, to no, play out. No, um, no. Any good examples in the Bible of men? Oh, David, David. <laughs> I want to be like David. See what we're doing there, wannabe nation. We're talking about David because this is what we're doing for the next couple of, of episodes. Yeah, yeah, David, right? Mm-hmm. David. I mean, you know, he he wrestled, he wrestled, he wrestled and killed the lion and the bear, took down Goliath, had an army, you know, of. Uh, and a band of brothers that went around killing all sorts of people. And uh, yet at the same time, you know, you read the Psalms and you're, you know, and, and what was, let's also recognize that he played the harp, Mm -hmm. right? It's not, you know, it's not like he grabbed the drums or the, or or the electric guitar. (laughs) He played the harp Uh kind of thing. Oh, and he wrote what a third of the Psalms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I think that there's something to be said. And as, as you read the language of the Psalms and you can hear his lamenting mm-hmm. uh, of all sorts of things and crying out to God and not hiding what torment he was feeling or sadness or despair that he was feeling or the joy that he was experiencing. I think all of those things you see uh, quite clearly when you read through the Psalms. And so I think that that uh, is definitely someone I've always gravitated to her, towards him you know, a man after God's own heart, like we talked about last, last time. Yeah. Yeah. I think of probably his most, uh, famous Psalm that maybe even if you're a non-believer, you have heard of or heard pieces of, or would recognize from like something mm-hmm. would be Psalm 23. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. and <clears throat> it, it's funny because Psalm 23 is often used as like, a lullaby (laughs) or, (laughs) you know, it's like this, it's a, it's, it has the appearance of something like, Oh, it's soft and gentle. Mm -mm. And, Mm -mm. um, Mm -mm. but even just that Psalm, I'm going to read it. Is that okay? Sure. Can I read Psalm 23? Sarah, listen, you're just as much (laughs) reason why this podcast happens as I am. So, (laughs) all right, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it in the NIV. Okay. Because I like the very first sentence in the NIV best. Good to know. <laughs> so in the SV, it's like, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Yep. And I, the NIV, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So like I can hear the harp strumming. Sure. You know, and like feel the the gentle melodic notes of this beautiful song that he has <laughs> written. Um, and it's just one of many, but because it's the most common one i guess is is why i bring it up Mm -hmm. but like there's a lot going on here Mm -hmm. that reveals about david and what he believes about god and what he believes about himself yeah that is not just manly bravado yep truth 
Yeah. So man of this podcast. Oh, wow. Uh, anything that jumps out at you? Oh, speaking for all. I like the fact. So um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I've actually heard that this is actually connected to Psalm 22 as well. You mean that they're one? Uh, or that they were there there's a there's a compliment oh, oh there's a compliment oh. to it yeah yeah and so well there was intentionality in the way they were organized yeah. so that makes sense yeah and, and so when you read like we're not going to read psalm 22 because it's, it's long it's so much longer <laughs> but i read it to prepare for this sermon that i'm doing on in for lamenting and in, in, in our grief series mm-hmm. and um the tone in psalm 22 is one that goes back and forth to where are you God? Do you not see that I am surrounded by my enemy? I'm in utter despair. And then he uses this word yet. Mm -hmm. And it's like this bridge from his pain back to the belief Mm -hmm. in who God is. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to, but Mm -hmm. I'm surrounded and Mm -hmm. it goes back to yet. And so there's just, you can feel like this tug of war going on inside his soul. Yeah. And then there's like, you read Psalm 23 and there's a different tone to it altogether of Mm -hmm. just like, okay, you're right. You are my, you are, you are my shepherd. And because of that, you are the ultimate provider of all things. Mm -hmm. You go before me, you sustain me, you're underneath Mm -hmm. me, you, you're behind me, you're lifting me up, you know, you're lifting me up from under. I, I get a sense of, so strength for me, I hear that man of, you know, what, what was I, the man of this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am the man of this podcast. <laughs> That's funny. I hear that and I, I think of David as someone who recognizes that juxtaposed, juxtaposed, juxtaposed mm-hmm. against the cultural man. Mm-hmm. of this world of like all my strength, you know, rests in me and oh, yeah. this kind of thing. David recognizing that his strength isn't in him. His Mm-mm. strength actually comes from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and when you do that, you see the ways in which you are provided for and cared for yeah. and loved for. Yeah. That's what I read. in there. Yeah. That's good. But he does some, he does some railing about it. Right. In Psalm 22. Heck yes. So, I he mean, does. you hear his complaining, you hear his anger, you get the sense that like he wishes he could figure this out and do himself, but he can't. So why isn't God, you know, and then it, it takes a real sense of uh, humility, vulnerability to then say, okay, God is my shepherd. I've been anointed king of these people, but I ain't actually the leader. I'm not actually in charge. And, he's, he's yeah. the one. And I just got to let him lead. He'll yeah. eventually get me to those still waters and those green pastures. And you can read, like when you read about sheep and you read about shepherds, the more you learn about what, because we in Western U.S. have no idea what the heck a shepherd does. Oh, right. Like we read that and we're like, oh yeah, okay. So, you know, we walked around with sheep and that sort of thing. A shepherd was more than just, you know, a caretaker of stupid animals who <laughs> have no idea where to go kind of thing, right? They, they literally, you seen what, did you watch videos of sheep? being pulled out of a deep crevice crack mm-hmm. in the, on the side of the road and they go bounding around and they fall right back into the crevice of the road. <laughs> I'm just like, Oh gosh, that's what we, that's do. what we do. Yeah. And I think that when you, you know, when you think of shepherd, they do all of those things. They're the ones that they're the ones that know where, where sustenance lies. Yeah. So they guide the sheep to the sustenance. 
They're and that the, might mean guiding them through rocky terrain, uh, dangerous dark areas, yeah. dark valleys. They're yeah. the ones who sit at the gate of the open pen at night so that there's no predators get it. There's they're constantly vigilant. Yeah. There's so much more to a shepherd than, you know. Yeah. What we think of on the nativity. Yeah. You know, the nativity <laughs> scenes that we have at yeah. Christmas. Um Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what that reveals to us about God is awesome and and very much worth leaning into and yeah. studying. It's a prevalent theme throughout the whole of scripture. Yeah. All the way until Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. Yeah. And and I think the thing with us, I mean, even us going through the series and, you know, for those of you listening that don't know what we're talking about, we've spent, we're spending five weeks going through this idea of that we're all grieving something or the loss of something or someone Mm -hmm. and with COVID and everything that's happened and just change of world landscape, whether you've lost a loved one, whether you've lost a job, whether you've lost your sense of freedom, like there are all sorts of things and we are, grief is universal. Loss is universal. And what we're learning through this series is that there are things that, we feel emotionally that are actually tied to loss Mm -hmm. that we, that we, we miss represent is the word, not the word that we, uh, what is it called when I'm thinking it's one thing, but it's another, what is that called? Uh, What's that called? I don't, I'm miss uh, misappropriating, whatever. (laughs) Mistake, mistaking. Sure. Whatever, whatever word you want to throw in there. The fact of the matter is, is that we've taken, We've misplaced. That's not the word either. <laughs> Your face. You're trying to grasp I'm it. I'm so trying to grasp it. <laughs> the emotions that we feel about the loss, we don't recognize mm-hmm. that it's actually because of the loss. Right. And so we're just like, oh, I'm angry. At, yeah. I'm angry. Well, you're ang- angry is a downstream emotion. It yeah. points back upstream to a, 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 a cause. And we're finding out that as we're walking through the series, it's, it's, it's grief and it's loss mm-hmm. in a lot more ways than we originally thought. And so we're doing this to talk, to help process through one, but also to like, look at what the scriptures say of like yeah. what to do with that. Yeah. And David is great at it. Oh yeah. He's great at it. He's great at lamenting. Yep. He's great at lamenting. Yeah. And, um, it's been very impactful to, to, to learn how to do that. Cause I don't think we do that well. I mean, especially mm-hmm. like, let's talk about guys for a second since you poked out at, <laughs> poked out at the guys. We don't do that well. Mm-hmm. Universally, I think I'm okay saying that. Now there are some of us that do it a much better job than others, mm-hmm. but that's because there's emotional self-awareness Yeah. there. And yeah. there's, and there's a comfort and security knowing that I need to disassociate myself from the cultural man so that I can be the biblical man. Hmm. Wow. And that is a, that's a shift. Yeah. That's a shift. That sounds like a topic for another day. That does sound like a topic for another day. Hmm. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I think that the phrase that I've used for a long time without realizing that this was like a sign of grief and lament was just this. It's not supposed to be this way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I've been using that phrase for quite a few years uh, in the face of all kinds of things like, um, you know, marriages falling apart. It's not supposed to be this way. Miscarriage. It's not supposed to be this mm-hmm. way. Global pandemic shutdown. 
it's not supposed, not to, be supposed to be this way. Like just, yeah. man, it's not supposed to be, it's not supposed to be. <laughs> I just feel like I say that over and over. And so now that we're sitting in the series and intentionally unpacking the, the different stages of grief and unpacking what biblical millament looks like, I hear David not saying it in that exact words, but like to read Psalm 22 is to hear him being like, God, it's not supposed to be this way. Mm-hmm. And so then it's the questions that come out of it. So then why is it? And why does it feel like you're not here? And why aren't you standing beside me? And you promised, but I'm not experiencing, you know, and why did we lose that battle? We weren't supposed to lose that battle. Or why are we surrounded? I'm not supposed to be surrounded. You told me I was going to be king, you know, like all these things. And it's coming out of this sense of it's not supposed to be this way. Yeah. Um, And that has helped me a lot um, to hear David say that in so many different kinds of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, don't you wish you had some audio for some of the Psalms? Oh, like, heck yeah. How are some of these songs? Like, this is like a rage against the machine. Yes. Style. 100%. Right. That was, that was something right there. <laughs> I don't know if we can recover from that. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. Well, well, there it check is. Check it off Thank and you. move on. Yeah, Heather will be like, never do that again, <laughs> ever. Uh, That's funny. But yeah, just <clears throat> in all kinds of ways, in the rage and in the, mm. you can hear him weep and yes. you can hear his resignation. Yes. You know, at the end of one of those where he's yes. just completely spent and you're like, I can picture him face down on the floor just being like, fine, God, I'm just going to have to wait on you, I guess. Yeah. And and we're just like, oh, no, no. David was above reproach and all the, th- and he was holier than thou. I listen, we're going to talk about that too in one of these, but mm-hmm. he was not above reproach and right. he was prideful and sinful and deceitful and all the things. Mm-hmm. So no, yeah. I think he knew his maker. Yeah. Yeah. And knew knew he just needed to be completely honest. Yes. Yeah. Completely honest. Yeah. And I think that's maybe we don't want to be completely honest with how wretched we are. How no, okay, I'm going to keep going at different adjectives, how wretched we are, how um, less than we are, how incapable we are, how, you know, Weak. Weak we are. All of those things. Um, because we are. Mm-hmm. And without without God, mm-hmm. we're destined to mm-hmm. die uh, apart from him for mm-hmm. eternity. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing that I just. Yeah. The, yeah. And that's a super important point because David wasn't raging against God as if David was better or knew better. Correct. It wasn't a prideful rage. It was Mm -hmm. a, it was a deep cry of the heart Mm -hmm. about the circumstances are not supposed to be this way. Correct. And I know who you are, God. I'm going to tell you all about it. Yes. Then he always puts himself in a posture of then what does God have to say about right. how am I going to trust it? So there is that important thing. And um, Pastor Derek had pointed that out of just, we don't come in selfish pride. We come in, we still come in humility because of all the things you said. Yeah. We are indeed weak. 
Mm-hmm. And if if you don't think that you are, you're that's that's ask someone to tell that's you the, where that's, your weaknesses That's are. a big problem. <laughs> that's a big problem. And God will tell you where if you ask him. He'll and tell you. and hopefully, hopefully that happens. That realization happens before you take your last breath. Yeah, that's the other. Oh thing. man, isn't that the thing? It's it. And isn't maybe that's something we lament too that it's not supposed to be this way. We're not supposed to put ourselves in God's shoes. We're not supposed to think that we are the stuff. Yeah, but we do. Right. We do. Think right. about us as, think about growing up as kids. How many times did you think you knew better than your parents? I mean, I've, I'm, I don't know. I'm one of those like rule follower, oh. respect to the nth degree. I always thought I knew better than my parents. <laughs> I was just like, you don't know what you're talking about. I totally know better. Right? Yeah. And for you're not the oldest child. I was the oldest child. Oh, you are the oldest child. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know. I'm not the necessary prototypical no, rule you're not. follower kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, I was, but I wasn't. But for those of us, I mean, we, we rage against authority. Oh, especially as Americans, right? We rage against authority. We fought for our independence. Yeah. Think about all, 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 like if we take a look at the, the historical narrative of human beings, Mm. there's a pattern there and a thread that you can pull that will lead you, that will lead you to the truth. The question Mm -hmm. is, is are you willing to pull the thread? Mm. Oh, you know what? You want to know what I just read? Yes. I I just, uh, started Daniel. Oh God. In my read through and, uh, Daniel four is just, so that's when Nebuchadnezzar has the dream about the tree. Yeah. And, and Daniel comes and, you know, nobody else can explain. And Daniel comes and he's like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I got some bad news, King. <laughs> like, he's super respectful, but he's like, uh, not going to go well. Um, uh, oh, King. <laughs> he tries to paint it and just like, listen, it's not, yes. not going to be good. Like, so that tree's getting chopped down oh, and you're the man. tree. So Nebuchadnezzar. Gets told Daniel a year later, Nebuchadnezzar standing on like his balcony overlooking his Babylon, yeah. which remember that's like where like the hanging gardens were one of the wonders of the ancient world. Yeah. And he's like, oh, wow, look what I have done. And in that moment, God speaks to him and is like, oops, wrong answer. And so he fulfills what happened in his dream, which he then basically becomes like a beast, an animal and is like Out eating the- grass yeah. and howling at the moon kind of stuff for a period of time that's not clear. But anyway, it says that when he looks up and realizes that God is sovereign, then his mind becomes clear and he's restored. And then he has this beautiful restoration story. Yeah. But he has this beautiful song that he sings to the sovereign Lord of the heavens. And it's just like this fascinating thing. And like, we don't get the rest of the story. I'm like, did he actually, yeah, I want to know what happened. Are we going to see Nebuchadnezzar in heaven? I I, mean, I'd love to know Babylon is like the evil of all evils. And yet we see this, this thing where, you know, this, this, this one who thought he was, he was God basically. Yeah is humbled and recognizes and repents and takes a humble posture. Yeah. Fascinating (laughs) story to read. And, um, and we who are not mighty Kings over entire kingdoms. Mm. I mean, he had some, you know, legitimate cred to the theory that he was a cool guy. Yeah. Yep. Most of us don't like, what are we, what are we, what kind of kingdom are we? Yeah, what kind of kingdom are we trying to build? Building. What kind of kingdom do we think we're building? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Remembering we're tiny fishes in a really tiny pond. fish, tiny fish. Part of a story, not the author. Yeah, part of a story, not the author. Right, and the story, yeah, his story is leading to full redemption and restoration. But it's like Psalm twenty three. We are walking through some valleys of shadow of death. It's not supposed to be this way, but. And so I think that's the thing about you know when as we're talking about I want to be like David. There, there was a, there was a reality. No, there was an awareness about that for him. Hmm. There was, there was an awareness. Yeah. And I think his, the way that you read through the Psalms and you see how he laments it, he doesn't keep it bottled up. Right. That's huge. And I think we have a tendency to bottle it up. Mm He, 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 turns his face towards God and he yeah, said he doesn't, he, he doesn't misdirect it and he doesn't lash out at in irrational ways yep you know and or to other people so he's not denying them he's not denying the feelings he's not irrationally putting on other people he literally turns to God and he complains yep in a very very recognized recognized way of just like I know you're God. I know you say that you are the almighty and yet this is happening to me and yep. I don't like it. I feel like this. I feel like this. I feel mm-hmm. like this. And then he will ask. Mm-hmm. He'll ask. He'll yeah. boldly ask. Yeah. Save, Save me. me. Protect me. Restore me. All the things. Mm-hmm. Sustain me. And then he most often ends with, you're God. I'm not. I recognize that. You're, you're the authority, you're the shepherd, you're the, you're the creator, I'm the created. Mm-hmm. And I trust, I trust that. Yeah. Because I've seen you in my life prior to this moment that I'm lamenting on. Mm-hmm. We don't do that well. No. We don't do that well. And I think that's what we're finding out as we go through the series. Yeah. And I think I love what you just did because you don't get stuck partway through lament. Don't get stuck in complaint. Yeah. Figure out what you need, ask him for it, and then move on to, like David does in Psalm 22, for him it moves on to this collective thing of all the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him, for dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules. Mm. And you're like, all right. Okay. Trust him. If if, if it's his dominion and he rules, I'm going to trust him. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I think we should end there. Okay. So men, do your homework and go feel all the feels. Yep. And all of us, let's not get stuck. Let's, like David, work through all of it. Preach it. Yeah. Okay. Till next time. Adios. Adios.